Welcome to Society Rewired, episode one. Episode one. Kicking things off finally, <laughs> getting moving. It's been a long time coming, but happy to be here. So um, not only are we kicking off a new podcast, but kicking off a new year, kind of moving things forward. 2020 was a little bit of a, a difficult year, wouldn't you say? I. It, it's funny. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and I see these uh, Christmas ornaments that's a dumpster with fire coming out. Yeah. In the year 2020 below fire. so 2020 was a dumpster, <laughs> dumpster fire. Dumpster fire of a year. 100%. Yeah, it's it's I mean, you had what? Last year was so you had the you had the election, obviously monumental. You had issues with that from a right. recount issue, just right. social media controlled a little bit, kind of influenced a lot of different perspectives. So you kind of got like COVID. one extreme and the other. Yeah, you had COVID which I'm assuming it's probably still going to be an issue in <laughs> 2021 for a while. I got the vaccine. People are afraid to take the vaccine. Don't know what that's going to do. We've been locked in our houses for yeah, almost so, a year Social at this point. isolation, work isolation. Yep. Work isolation. Riots. Riots. Yeah, the riots were just another level as well. Throwing in some diversity, equity, inclusion stuff. And it's been a – 2020 was a rough year. Yeah, I, I think it was – you know, my hope is we look back on it and we say it's a pivotal year for change and getting through things and how we sort of, you know, we've we've talked many times about, you know, if, if you take these big events in life and you use them to sort of refocus and redirect yourself, like that's that's my my big hope for 2021 and beyond is that this is one of those years that you go, okay, we got to hit the reset button because, you know, here's... Here, uh, I hate to keep using them, but they had this dumpster fire of a year. <laughs> what, are we, what are we gonna do going forward from it? You know. Oh, I know. Well, unfortunately, it's like you know, twenty twenty, January first, twenty twenty one. I don't know if that necessarily just. Unfortunately, it isn't like a reset button. It doesn't just start over. It we kind of view it like that a right. little bit. Right. I, I think. think you make your you know your New Year's resolutions and. But for me, anyway, it just feels like, especially COVID. You know, we've got a vaccine coming we've mm-hmm. got you know there's light at the end of the tunnel yep. you still don't i still don't you know personally know okay well what does the new what's the new tunnel what's the new direction look like but at least there's hope that there is one yeah. you know because talking about being isolated in your house or being isolated from work or just even you know all the fundraiser stuff that we get involved with all the yeah. charity things like we, we couldn't hardly do any of that this year no absolutely i mean sj4h canceled all of our fundraisers in 2020 just because you know, from a COVID perspective, I mean, it's, it's a little bit concerning. You want to put all the effort in, the hours uh, into creating that event, even the money, the, you know, the retainers, the deposits that all come along with holding an event and just have that kind of fall apart. And, and frankly, you know, you won't be the source of an outbreak either. You don't want to bring 400 people right. together and, and all of a sudden now you have that negativity from a press perspective coming at you. So yeah, it's, it was tough. It impacted the organization financially. So, I mean, and, and obviously from a marketing and growth perspective, I mean, that slowed us down quite a bit. And I think kind of going back a little bit to the vaccines, even for myself, it's a little bit challenged. I had COVID in August. So now I have questions around, do you get the vaccine? Do you not get the vaccine? Obviously they say to get the vaccine at this point, right, but it's kind right. of a, you know, we have the, we have the flu vaccine that's 30% effective. And in less than a, you know, nine months time, we have a vaccine that's 95% effective um, using the new mRNA technology uh, that they have for vaccines. But I think for me, it's it's a little bit of a, you know, I want the vaccine. I want to get right. the vaccine. But 
maybe I'll just kind of see how it affects everybody else <laughs> right. before I get it. I don't know if I really want to to get it necessarily right away. It's it's and we're giving it to our frontline workers. That's a fear I have myself is that you give it to the frontline workers and if it affects everybody, right? You know, now you're all yeah, your hospital we, systems are shut down. You, <laughs> like, you had a great point the other day when you made that. That was I kind of, you know, I have several friends that are in healthcare, doctors, whatever, and talking to them and and they, uh, n- nobody seems hesitant at all to to take the vaccine. So I just sort of like went down this path of, hey, it's this awesome miracle thing that came up. And, and we talked too, like COVID, you know, in my non-medical terminology or, or, or abilities, think it's a fairly, you know, a, a fine-tuned thing that we're trying to fix. It's, mm-hmm. you know, the flu um, changes all the time, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So to me, it's, it makes more sense that it's more effective. But when you're talking about if there's bad side effects and, and we're giving it to frontline workers, I was like, oh, shit, yeah. what if something does happen, you know? Right. And all of a sudden we have this whole part of society that was just right. super hypercritical to everything we do. That's, Your pandemic that's just got way worse. <laughs> right. You now have it's no one the, to fight the pandemic. We're starting so. our own conspiracy theory. We are. Man. <laughs> this is not a conspiracy theory show for the record. We are not going to promote or, <laughs> or condone any conspiracy theories. We but it, talk- it makes you, it makes you think that way a little bit, like a little bit, yeah. you know, talking about going through things like that's always anytime I've ever hit anything super deep, super hard in my life. Um, you know, for me anyway, I always try to take a step back and go, okay, well, what what is this thing? What did I learn from it? What is it trying to teach me? How am I going to implement that going forward? And and definitely this last year, the dumpster fire 2020 of COVID specifically, that one issue, you know, it it, it curtailed into so many different issues. But to me, it's it's an interesting thing to look back and go, okay, well, what what is that going to mean going forward? How how does life change? What does that do? No, it's a it's a fabulous question. I don't even know if we we've been exposed to it for such a short amount of time. I'm not sure we can even answer that question really yet. It's I mean, my concern for moving forward is is what are the long term effects of having COVID? Right. Um. I actually so my wife got it first. Not even sure where she would have contracted it from because uh, she stays home with our kids and. God bless her. I couldn't do it, but she stays home. I mean, did she pick it up at just a store? Did our kids have it first? We don't even know where it came from, but I I actually, since I knew she had it, she had a positive test. I almost didn't go get tested in August because I was kind of like, well, I know it's COVID. I have all the symptoms. It matches her identically. Right. But from a long-term perspective, I thought that it was best for me to go get tested and at least have it on my chart. So right. when you look back and kind of look at ours, as well, a hist- and you're you're having some some weird effects from it too, right? Side effects. Yeah. Yep. I had some some weird. I don't know. Are you glowing it in the dark? At yeah. Night you know, you turn that? off the lights. I I light up a room. <laughs> I uh, Hulk out a little bit sometimes. It gets a little Ugh. bad, but yeah. I mean, we uh, we need I, some Hulk theme music. for Yeah, you. we do. <laughs> we should play some Hulk. I don't even know if does Hulk even have theme music. I don't. I'm not even no, sure. But I'm sure. Um, I uh, yeah. I mean. Exercising was hard to do. I mean, I just kind of started about two or three weeks ago getting back on and, and you know, riding the bike and exercising and, and kind of doing some stretching because my chest, I still have small kind of like chest pains that I get every once in a while wow. from from it. And for, for a couple of weeks, it almost seemed like the stress of having COVID was causing my hair to fall out. That has thankfully subsided. I mean, I have lots of hair, but it, it does seem like I actually, it's forced me to go gray and white. Now my dad's 
totally white. Don't even know if he was ever actually, you know, a dark hair color like he claims to be. But, you know, it, it's it is a little odd that, that all of a sudden the changes that impacted my body and just how quickly it impacted me and how yeah. long it's continued to be a piece of my life has been a little scary. Well, and I wonder if that if that sort of uh, evolves over the next couple of years too. Because right. like I, I read an article the other day about um, uh, kids, young kids having, I don't remember what the medical term is, but you know, pressure on their brains as that's one of the side effects of it. So mm-hmm. like we, it's weird how it, it, it really, it's the one thing, COVID, but how it affects people is so different. Right. And there's not like this sort of, distinct box that you can put in obviously there's different symptoms but even people that are asymptomatic yeah. that have it is completely different than you know people that are fairly healthy and then two weeks later they're right either down for the count or you know unfortunately have passed away i mean it's it's a it's a wicked beast yeah well a little bit of a side note my so my father you talk about the blood types too and how each blood types impacted mm-hmm. differently my father-in-law is a type o and and Man, he's invincible. I don't know how he's just no <laughs> symptoms. No, he's in his you know mid sixties and and no shows no signs of of ever getting COVID. And you know my mother in law, she works in the hospital. She's been tested you know hundreds of times and and she hasn't had any had it yet. So it's it's pretty odd just how it affects everyone so differently. Which I think is you know you think about I guess even like the mental wellness it affects also affects everyone just totally right. differently. It's it's just odd how you know even COVID is is changing that that world as well that's a that's a great point i mean on you know i I know several people i think we both do that that are uh are pretty cool with isolation you know they're not that they're antisocial but they're totally totally fine with not being around people very much or at all and they're loving it you know not having to go into the office and not having to interact with people more and then you have extroverts yeah yeah and then, you know, there's definitely extrovert friends that we have that, man, by not going into the office and, and engaging with two people or five people or 500 people, like, you know, it's it's tough for them to deal with that. Right. And so it's, it is interesting how just the isolation component, how the lockdown component, social distancing, any of that stuff, you know, and specifically now we're we're recording this prior to January 1st so we're right in the middle of yep. you know 2020 dumpster fire holiday yeah. season <laughs> but a week and, out from the new year <laughs> a week out from the new year and you know we're coming into christmas here and in just a few days and i know like my family even though i've got kind of a smaller immediate family this is a big thing you know do we actually get together for right. the holidays if we do how do we do that and and like that's above and beyond the normal schedule crap that you go through. Right. You know, so now you're you're literally potentially playing with people's lives to get together for the holidays. And that's man, what a what a crazy judgment call. And and also weighed out with, okay, well, what is the mental wellness benefit of being around your family oh, yeah. or the negative impact of that of not being around your family? So man, right. what a it's just a lot of stuff to deal with. Yeah. Well, I was actually working on a on a blog the other day where it's kind of like the hidden impact of COVID I think is that stress of being around what, like not having that interaction, whether you're an introvert or an extrovert at some point you still need some human interaction. You still need that face to face. I mean, it, it right. doesn't matter how extreme you are. I mean, at some point, now there might be a few exceptions, but at some point we need to be around each other just for our own 
mental wellness and being, you know, a healthy individual, having those conversations face to face. Plus, when it comes to relationship building, when you talk about moving into the future and growth and and kind of advancing society, I think the more we distance ourselves, the less understanding we become, the more extreme the perspectives get, uh, and, and there's less compromise. I think, you know, we look at ourselves, we went through the election this year. I mean, right. when you look at it from that perspective, I think, you know, there were, even even from a government perspective, you know, they weren't, there was, they were social distancing on a political level, you know, and at, you know, if you look back at the way kind of we held that system together in the past, they wouldn't necessarily go home on weekends. They would stay, have dinners together, and collaborate and come up right. with that kind of mutual perspective. And I think the more that social media has been implemented, the more the technology has allowed us to grow apart, we've also kind of lost that common ground, which has created some pretty big, some significant wedges between uh, you know, the right and the left, the, even the extroverts and introverts, you know, you can kind of take any topic. You're, you're totally right with that. And, you know, there's a, there's a, um, a theory methodology or whatever of, of being just in relationships. So, uh, you know, like couples, yep. um, if you're in an argument or a disagreement, one of the, one of the things is like, Hey, get naked, Take your clothes <laughs> off because the deal is like, you know, you're, you're trying to break down these barriers. So right. any physical barrier that you have between another person, not like you and I are going to get naked together if we ever disagreement, <laughs> but, but the whole point is like, that's, that's a thing. So, you know, you take that end of it where you've got an intimate partner, where you take all restrictions out and yep. that usually helps calm that situation because right. like, you're just, you're, you're there, you're naked. It's raw. On the flip side of that, the other thing that's so prolific in our environment right now due to, you know, which is a wonderful thing, but technology, the internet, Facebook, all this other stuff, Instagram, is you have people, uh, you know, trolling others. Oh, yeah. Well, those are two hyper extremes. Mm-hmm. Well, in the middle of that is face-to-face time. And, and it's, it's even happened, like, for me in, like, business environments oh, yeah. or friendship environments. If I'm on the phone with someone or someone's on the phone with me, you're more inclined to maybe – I shouldn't say more inclined, but it's the, – the conversation can get in the weeds and bad fairly quick. When you're face-to-face, it seems like that lessens because when you're physically in someone's presence – Man, it's just a it's a it's a game changer. So a I agree with you. Like politically, when you have all these people that now they're social distancing or not having dinners with each other, or whatever. Like we gotta somehow get back to like taming the beast yep. a little bit because man, once once you get two people or groups of people in their own freaking corner, like that whole thing breeds resentment and momentum on its yeah. own. And like pretty soon you get really far away from each other and that that's hard to recover from. Well, not to go too far down a hole, but for my own stress and my own kind of well-being, I had to step away from social media for a while because it was giving such a horrific picture of our society. I, I mean, I stepped off Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, kind of, didn't necessarily shut my accounts down, but, you know, kind of remove myself from that environment for a while and just kind of returned myself back to society yeah. a little bit and started having conversations. Cause you step outside, you know, the media, even the news networks, I mean, when you look at them, I mean, they're blasting kind of, you know, they're, you know, hate Trump, pro Biden, hate Biden, pro Trump, um, riots, 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 fear, a lot of fear and, and kind of, um, kind of that scare tactic a little bit. But when you go outside and meet with your neighbor, you don't feel that. 
Right. It's not there. When I meet with, you know, you or even people with survivors or, or in my own, you know, professional career, you don't, you don't see that fear and that hate that you see online and in social media. It's almost like it's exemplified the extremes. And, and I think stepping away was, did, did a lot of good for me because I was, I could feel myself and I'm not, I kind of play in the middle ground from my perspective generally, but I could feel myself becoming more angry and more, you know, extreme in one direction because of how social media was inf- influencing me. Uh, and I wasn't having those conversations because we were social distancing. We were in our houses. I didn't have the face-to-face business conversations. I mean, Zoom, we were having plenty of Zoom meetings, which is a whole other topic as far as stress goes right. um, and effectiveness for that matter. But it, it took me down so far away from kind of those those kind of core relationships that I started to almost become extreme in one direction because I didn't have that balancing effect. And, and for me, I mean, you know, I'd find myself getting mad, angry towards things that in the past never really bothered me. I could brush them off or mm-hmm. you know, I just wouldn't see it. Just it, it allowed me a window of opportunity to really almost allow myself to get caught up in the, in the fear. Well, and I think, I think that's a great point because I mean, it's multiple great points, you know, anytime, What's what's the saying? You know, unless you walk a mile in someone's shoes, yep. you don't know, or whatever the the deal is. So to me, that's that's a huge part of it. And then also with COVID, I mean, it's definitely not that. Like, let's say you and I, it's 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 not like you or I couldn't have gone to each other's houses more to right. hang out or whatever. And and that will be probably something that will go forward more, but. In, you know, pre-COVID, pre-2020 dumpster <laughs> fire, what would you do? Hey, let's get together for dinner. Let's get together for a coffee. Let's go have a drink. Let's go do whatever. And, you know, as those things were shut down and not able to go do, or if you had people too, not only from a friendship level, but if you're trying to advance your business, mm-hmm. if you're trying to advance personal relationships with people, right. date, whatever the deal is. Even even as like you know uh, you and your wife last night were out on a date like you couldn't go do that no so even if you have an existing relationship that you're always trying to maintain and grow and make better man even that was difficult oh yeah you know I've got a friend who's across the border in Minnesota who we try to get together every once in a while and have breakfast or coffee and and like. Multiple times this year, we've canceled because like we couldn't go anywhere or we couldn't meet, you know, there at all. And this isn't about a South Dakota, Minnesota thing by any means, but the whole point of like your the these little innocuous things that you take for granted are actually huge things. Having breakfast with your buddy, going to have a drink, going to have coffee. I mean, it's amazing. And part of it is. You know, you can definitely sit at your house and do it, but there's there's a little something special when you go to a local coffee shop oh, or a local absolutely. bar or whatever and just chill out. Because I think it gets you out of your gets you out of your home, it gets you out of your office. It's a it's it's a pointed thing that you're going to try to do. Right. What's well, a fantastic? I mean, you think about your home and office; those used to be separate. I used to have a you know a drive to work, a drive <laughs> right. home. Now I have a walk down the stairs to work, walk up the stairs to home. There's no separation of home and yeah. work at this point. So even going to that local coffee shop, that bar, that restaurant, park, whatever it may be, is even almost more special now because I get a new environment. It's not, 
you know, right. my home office that's in my basement. It's not, you know, it's not my house. Like it just, it lets right. me get out and getting out. Like when we did go on that day, it was almost nice just sitting there and looking around and seeing people I didn't know. <laughs> like it sounds yeah. silly. Like and we, <laughs> we tell our kids to, you know, stranger danger, but it's more like <laughs> I'm out there in public now with people as a, as an extrovert. I'm more, <laughs> oh my gosh, let's go talk did you, to some did people. Did you have stranger danger? When yeah, you were no, like, I didn't have stranger <laughs> danger. I did not, but it's, <laughs> we, uh, you know, it was amazing. It's just, it's, you got to sit out, kind of be in that environment, uh, you know, and, and shout out to Chef Lance. His, his restaurant was amazing. Food was fantastic. Uh, you know, amazing service. One of my favorite, new favorite restaurants in Sioux Falls. Now, uh, that might be a little jaded since I, uh, haven't been to a restaurant in, in several months. So, but it, it was, you know, it was great. It was nice to be out. It, it was some stress relief. We actually, then we stepped sideways and went ax throwing, which is a whole new level of stress relief. But, yeah. um, you know, again, even like, you know, doing those simple things like throwing axes or that's probably not simple. I don't know if everyone has that, but, <laughs> right, yeah. right. but going out, I mean, that was just, it was nice. It was fun. Um, it did allow for social distancing, but you know, six months ago, seven months ago, you know, we didn't have that. And that, and that really was hard for me as an extrovert to really get past. Cause it was, I needed that desire to even just to go, I, I'll talk to strangers. I don't, stranger danger is not an issue for me. I right. will go talk to kind of anyone and start a conversation with anyone that's willing to talk to me. I probably scare a lot of introverts away, but, um, you know, it, it's, it was just nice to see people out having a good time. And it created, you know, when you go back a little bit further in the conversation where we're talking about the fear of social media and, and just the media in general creating, now you're out with people and seeing kind of the joy that it's bringing to them. And you see that maybe things aren't as bad as we thought they were. Right. So I think, you know, 2021 will be a very interesting year. We're going to have, you know, we're going to have the vaccine kind of hopefully get, you know, administered to the point where we have herd immunity. Uh, you're going to have a change of administrations politically. So there's still probably a lot of change, I think, on the horizon. For sure, for sure. But, you know, hopefully if we can kind of step away a little bit, get back to our, you know, as normal as possible lives and really kind of enjoy the company of one another again, I think we'll see, you know, it's going to give some form of hope, I think. There's no way it can't give hope. No, I, I think it will. I think it will for sure. You know, one thing as you were talking that, um, you know, as we've both spent many years in, in, you know, specifically suicide support uh, and, and mental wellness, you know, focus. One of the things that we've talked about many times is like, even just you and I talking right now, we live in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, or very, I live in Brandon, but, you know, basically a suburb of it. Um, and we've got access to great things. Yeah. And uh, in our state and in many states, you know, we're a rural state. So we live in the biggest city, which is, you know, we're about, what, a quarter million people for mm -hmm. Sioux Falls and kind of the surrounding smaller communities in a state of 800,000 people. Right. Like, you know, in there's big cities that have, you know, two, three, four, five, six times the amount of people in a city that we have in our state. So where, where I'm going with this is like, one of the things that we talk about is access to mental wellness and things in super small communities. Mm -hmm. Like we have communities where they don't have hospitals, where right. they don't have, you know, your nearest hospital is an hour away or two or whatever the deal is. Or if you're going to go to, you know, a good like um, mental uh, mental wellness clinic or something like that. Like you just don't have access to it and some of those things. So part of the thing that I think could be interesting too, and maybe for a future guest is 
the stuff that we just talked about, hey, going to XYZ restaurant, going to this coffee shop, going to throw axes, going to, you know, we've got ski hill here, we've got yep. concert, you know, in a normal year concerts. Well, if you're three and a half hours away from here in the middle of nowhere, you literally don't have any of no. that stuff. It'd be interesting to talk to someone in a smaller community, the things that we sort of take for granted that we can do. What's their outlets for that? Sure. How do they do that? They're already somewhat isolated. So how do they, what are their outlets already in right. an existing isolated area? Right. Right. I mean, you don't have as much. I mean, you think about, you know, our buddy Rocky's from, from Murdo. I mean, out there there's, you know, you don't have the ax throwing. You could throw an ax probably no one would even know, but, right. um, you know, how, like, where does that stress relief come from? That's a fantastic idea. I think just kind of, kind of bringing in a perspective that's outside more of a, metropolitan more of a rural perspective because it's definitely going to be a you know a different world where you the stress relief the the mental relief is going to be a little bit different because you're right i mean we already have a lack of resources when it comes to mental wellness when it comes to you know the behavioral health system and, and uh, we have a great system yeah, we have a great system here i mean it's one of the best i think in the country but you know we're a very spread out state south dakota is not geographically it is huge i mean it is you know, the next largest city, you're driving five and a half hours uh, to get to it just directly west. And it's, you know, it's, it's a broad area. And then you try to go north or south. I mean, some of those cities maybe have a thousand to, you know, 5,000 people in them. They don't have right. the access to that that kind of support. So it'd be, I think it's a good, great idea to sit down and talk about maybe what, what their challenges are in the future. But definitely 100%, I would agree with that. Yeah, it'd be, that'd be interesting. We'll have to do, give some thought to that. Yeah who we could maybe bring on. Cause I think that's a, that'd be a cool perspective to have. Yeah, I agree. Well, I guess kind of in, in wrapping things up a little bit, you know, obviously big call out to call to action. I always want to have is, is just to reach out to your friends, families, and neighbors and, and have that open dialogue, have that open conversation. You know, we know, like you said earlier, you don't know someone's story until you walk a mile in their shoes. Right. You really don't. And I think, again, open up those doors of communication, especially, you know, if COVID continues throughout 2021 and maybe so if, if isolation becomes, um, you know, a continued piece of it, we got to make sure we're reaching out to everyone and checking in on them and making sure everyone's healthy and just have an open dialogue with them. So, And I think part of that, too, like, you know, we've talked a little bit and I definitely have, you know, uh, several friends that I talk to and it's trying to find somebody that you can go a few layers deep with because right. like the surface and I always pick on sports cause I'm a sports dork, you know, that. like, <laughs> you know, if I'm in a group of people and we're talking about football or baseball, like I completely tune out, like it's not my gig. I don't know. I don't know shit about it. I don't, I don't care about it. I don't want to spend any time on it. Right. But the second that you go a layer or two below that, or if you've got someone you can confide in and vice versa yep. and you can go kind of deep, like that's 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 a real kicker, man. That's that's such right. a great thing. Like we've sat around many times and talked about super super deep stuff. That like that's that right there is like pulling the cork off the pressure cooker and you just yeah. just letting it out and talking about it. So you know, trying to find somebody or a group or something like that that you can actually kind of let loose a little bit mm-hmm. is is a big thing. Oh, I got some friends that. When I like to argue, so it's it's, it's a terrible <laughs> trait, terrible trait. But I, I enjoy a good debate. But I think I think that's a good point. Get back to that where you can get a few layers deep and and have that you know conversation where you feel comfortable almost arguing. You know you you can sure. have that that heated debate or argument, and you're going to come back the next day and still be friends. Like there right. can't be that fear of I'm going to lose this relationship because of a conversation. It should never be that extreme. Like right, we all have different perspectives. 
all different upbringings, all different, you know, viewpoints. And it's, we all have to kind of understand that, I think. So, well, and that's, you know, I mean, there's definitely things that could cause a, a friendship or a relationship to, to oh, blow yeah. up. But, you know, if, if you're for team green and I'm for team, you know, blue, like that should never be, or red or whatever, whatever color, like that, that should never, that should never be like the impetus for the end of a relationship, no. in my opinion. No, I, are you, are you referencing a, political perspective well i was yeah, i was trying <laughs> not to but then it sort of went there red and blue i was like no i should have said like you know i don't know green and black so i don't <laughs> it's, know so it's yeah fine. no no worries I but say. i mean that that does tie to a lot of stuff you right. know whether it's sports whether it's politics whether it's religion yep. whether it's you know people's sexual preference whether it's uh i, I mean you know even business type oh. stuff can get there i mean there, there's a lot of things and you hit on it before like we're I think I think in general we've always been divided. You know, if you mm-hmm. talk about just politics, there's two main parties in the US and that's always been. If you go back and watch, you know, newsreels from back, you know, even in the 60s, oh, we've never been more divided and da 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 da. Well, we perpetuate that, you right. know. And and now I I truly do think it's worse, but but that is true almost in any sort of realm that you're in. You know, religion is a big thing for me. Like I'll talk to people that are you know, into, uh, uh, you know, traditional religion, Christianity, stuff like that. And like, if you're not on board with that thought process, eject out of your life, they'll, you know, so, and I'm not trying to pick on any, any religion in general, but there's sort of this, this team mentality that like, if you're not on my team, get the hell out of here. And that, man, that sucks. It does. I would agree. That's when it's, it's from different perspectives. I think it's, it's, is it really, that bad. Now I have had friends that have ended relationships with me because, I mean, for those reasons, I mean, right. you know, and obviously we all have our own tolerance level, but you know, I think again, not to bash on social media here, but is it as bad as we think it is? You know, if we have that conversation, maybe it's not as bad, you know, if we're open to having it. I mean, now there are plenty of people that are going to have issues with, you just have difficulties with having that conversation and that open dialogue. But, you know, if you kind of peel back the layers and get to that, you know, third, fourth layer, we might find that we're a little more, have a little more in common, a little, you know, mutual perspective right. than we think. So, right. No, I agree. So is the, is the call to action to, to reach out and have deeper relationships with people or what was our, <laughs> what was our call to action? Yeah, we can, I'd say call to action is, yeah, I think let's just kick, kick 2021 off with, you know, reach <laughs> out to your friend and have a deep conversation. I don't know what that conversation is. That's up to you. I can't right. tell you what to have, but I think just, just making sure as we move forward and dealing with the new, you know, New political environment, new COVID environment, uh, hopefully no more riots uh, to recap 2020. Uh, but as we move forward and have to deal with continuous change, just making sure we do have that open conversation and getting down to that deeper level, I think is going to be very important. Maybe maybe we'll get back to like, what was it, 1968 or whatever, the, the summer of love. <laughs> maybe, summer of love. Maybe, maybe the dumpster fire <laughs> 2020 is going to hit the reset button and everybody will sort of come together a little more. I was about negative 20 at that point, so yeah. not, <laughs> I'm going to have to go do a history lesson real quick on what happened that summer. I mean, I think it, I do have a very good idea of what happened, but it's... <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I think just again, you know, to wrap things up, check us out on social media, you know, at society rewired, uh, or online at societyrewired.com. And then always remember, you know, don't lose hope when the sun goes down, the stars come out. Thank you guys. Have a great day. <laughs>